the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You are in the eye of the hurricane. The official podcast of Manatee Hurricanes football with your host, Chad Choke. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of In the Eye of the Hurricane, presented by Godson's Pizza House and Coastline Contractors. I'm your host, Chad Choate, and as always, I'm joined by head football coach Jacquez Green. We want to thank you for joining us as we talk everything Manatee Hurricane football. We're going to jump right into last week. Coach uh, defeated the Charlotte Tarpons uh, 42-17. and um, 48-17, you are correct. 48-17 to go 3-0 on the season. Good, good, really good road victory down there. Had some weather come through, probably right around warm-ups maybe, and then and then stopped. It actually was a kind of a, a decent night. wasn't too too hot, uh, but field field actually drained pretty well too. Talk about what your assessment was, y'all, as a coaching staff of how we played last week against Charlotte. Um, as you as, as you said earlier, you know we came in and it was a bunch of rain when we warmed up, but their field drained very well. The field was actually dry for 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 it to be raining you know, back to back days down the area. Uh, we knew they had just played a, a robbery game against Port Charlotte, so we figured that we'll get out a best shot for those guys the next game. And and we've been doing a good job of jumping on teams early. You know, we haven't been starting, we haven't been starting bad. You know, we've, we've been taking down the first drive of the game and get points on the board. So we jumped on those guys pretty early with a big play, first play of the game, and our defense forced a bunch of turnovers after that. Yeah, let's, let's talk about the offense first. You know, uh, on my on my sheet, and I wasn't taking notes towards the end is a running clock so maybe last quarter i'm out but this is really the first team you know you look at our, our play sheet five, five five plays three yard touchdown obviously like you mentioned have a real big play to open up the game uh real nice throw from andrew uh to uh reddick no excuse me i'm sorry jacquez uh randall uh who who uh is not a slow kid but the so probably the slowest of them all if, if, if BJ or, or Ramsey catches that, they're probably to the house. But either regardless, 80 yards, you know, play great, great play to start the game. Like you say, then we get we get the ball back, we punt, but then we go touchdown, kick return, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. We have a one punt and then a field goal, missed field goal at the end there. So really, really productive on the offensive side of the of the of the field. But what I see too is when you look at this, you know, three plays, four plays, four plays, four plays, four plays, three plays. You know, 27 yards, 41 yards, 30 yards, 65 yards. Not a whole lot of having to drive the ball 80 yards, 70 yards, which is a really good thing for our offense. Yeah, our defense has been forcing turnovers every game we played this year, which is, you know, we love that. You know, we only ran 32 plays on offense, uh, but we were very efficient in what we did. We ran the ball very efficient, and, and when Andrew threw the football, he completed maybe six out of seven throws. So, as long as we you know, limit have to, how many times we have to throw the ball and continue to run the ball, we have success in offense. You look at the offense, like you say, you know, he's got about a little over 100 yards. Really, not a whole lot of this game wasn't a, a big yardage game because of the short field position. But one of the things I love to see is is a lot of guys with the ball in their hands and making plays from the run game from Corey to T.Y. Jackson. Andrew had a little bit. Keyshawn has had some 
some carries and and uh, some touchdowns. Then you go the passing game, four receivers with with catches. You know, Kobe with with three catches, Keon with two. What is it? You know, when we can get the ball to, to multiple guys' hands, um, whether it be by the run or by the pass, what does that do for the defense that we're you know going against to to be able to defend six seven guys? Uh, that goes back to making people defend the whole field. If I defend the whole field, um, I take it as, you know, you, you got different guys can get the football too that we can um, just call a play that we can beat the defense and have different guys that can test the football. Um, everybody's been responding well and they've had their chance to test the football. Um, each game we've had four or five different guys catch balls and we've had three or four different uh, running backs carry the football. So as long as they continue to earn playing time and practice, they have a team to uh, Get some, get some uh, opportunities to touch the football in the ballgame. I think it's great to get the young guys in the game because inevitably there's going to be, you know, an injury. You know, you look at, you know, we, we had some 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 tweaks and some body injuries to Tyreek a little bit a couple games ago and a little limited to Ian Johnson. So all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're going to get, as you go through the season, you're going to get dinged up a little bit. And it's great to have those guys come back in and, and be able to do that. And offensively, you see it. Hey, if somebody come, you know, gets hurt and Corey needs a breather, you got, you got T.Y., you got Keyshawn. To be able to fill the 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 load there. The only thing really going back on, I would say, is I'm looking at the stat sheet from Friday night. Really, the only negative is third downs. We were we were about one for five is what I've got now. And I don't know anything else, but we didn't have a whole lot of them. Okay, only five of them, right? So that's really the only negative. Great thing though, no turnovers. And I'm looking at at at, at penalties. You know, only a couple penalties. So we've really played some clean football. And I, I'll even go back to the other games. IMG was a lot of penalties. But that was on them. I don't think a whole lot on us. We played a pretty clean from offensively from the same that standpoint. We played a pretty clean season so far. We've been we've been um, pretty good in the Dillon department. You know, we had a bunch of uh, holding calls, I think against Wiregrass, you know, outside runs, what have you. But the last couple of games we've really made a big effort in practice of uh, perimeter blocking and make sure they have their hands inside. But sometimes, you know, the guys that be you know super physical on the perimeter and they'll throw the flag like it's holding, it's really essentially not holding, so um, we've been doing a good job of not shooting ourselves in the foot and, and maintaining drives. Um, I was going to say, is this something that, that, that we've you know, been looking at coaching-wise? You know, because sometimes when you're out there on the practice field, uh, you know, and there's no referee, you kind of get away with things, right? And, but, you know, if there's a coaching staff, if we're there making sure, hey, listen, that's a, that's a hold right there on Friday night, you know, the, the players get it and, and they get it in their ingrained uh, Monday through Thursday so they don't do it on Friday. Going to Charlotte, listen, or going back, excuse me, to the defense on uh, Charlotte game last week. Really great, great plays by the defense. Three turnovers. You know, had a touchdown. You know, from uh, uh, Duran Jean, I believe. Again, um, I think that's his second now pick six of the season, right? Um, three games. So really, the secondary is playing really, really well. But the defense as a whole, when they get you those turnovers, like you mentioned, in, in the short field position of the offense, how does it for you as a play caller? Has it changed? You know, I know you got a script. I know that, that, that happens. But do you go off script when, hey, all of a sudden, we, we a quick turnover happens and now we're on the 30 going in. Do you stay on script? Do you go off script? How does the defense maybe dictate some of that? Um, it depends on who you're playing. You know, a lot of times I like to go for a big play, wrap the turnover. But I also want to make sure we get points, you know, some type of points out, out, out of the um, drive. You know, I don't want to just get a big turnover and give the ball right back to the defense. I mean, give the ball right back to their offense. So, and we've been doing a good job of getting the ball in the short field and punching it in and really deflating the other teams that we're playing against. I look at the defense, uh, you know, I talked a little about third down for for us, our defense holding them two to two for seven, you know, against Charlotte, which is a, which is a great thing. 
really what I love to see about our stat sheet too is no, you know, other than they have one one big explosive play, a run play. Uh, I want to say that was late second quarter, maybe early third quarter. Put some backups in right before the half. Yeah, before the half. Exactly. When you can hold a team though to no big plays, it's tough in in high school to go 80 yards, 70 yards, you know, series after series. So you know, really no explosive plays other than that one from our defense. Um, and really, actually, probably a couple weeks, to be honest. We've been doing a good job. Uh, you know, a lot of that stuff has to do to secondary. You know, high school, you can pop through there a lot. And if you guys can't tackle on the back end, those you know, 10-yard runs turn into 30, 40-yard runs. So we have two safeties that tackle well. And the run they do is doing a good job of making sure, you know, all the runs cut back inside to where, where they have a lot of help at. Really, uh, you know, their run game, you take away the big 80-yarder, and, and they really only have about 50, 60 yards of, of, of running, uh, of rushing yards. Even with the the 80 added, they got about 130. But here's a, a real nice surprise, you know, for me. I think the the secondary and also the defensive line can give some credit to this too. They only had 19 yards passing, um, and so you know from the stats that I have, and so that that goes back to me. One, obviously great coverage, but two, the defensive line can create that pressure, um, and I think teams are seeing that, and, and they're not going to be able to sit in the pocket and just kind of pick us apart. Yeah, we've been doing a good job on the defensive line. And, you know, two of our best defensive linemen haven't played the last two games. So the backup guys, you know, understand the standards. is still the same. They have to create pressure and, and play their gaps in the run game. And I think our linebackers do a great job of pass coverage. You know, Ted's probably one of the best, you know, guys in space and as far as covering. And the way we play our defense, you know, we contest a lot of passes. You know, we're going to give free releases up on the outside. Um, contest a lot of passes on on the back end. And this year, our guys don't don't sit and just watch the ball be caught. You know? Right. They contend most of the catches. They make them tough catches. They make them tough throws. So they've been doing a good job on the back end. And they and they play well together. They play well together. They communicate real well on the back end. Um, you know, even when teams change formation and strength, out, they do a good job of communicating. So they have a good feel for what's going on in the back end. And you know, most of that goes back to Coach Phillips. You know, he, he installed a scheme where the kids can understand and. They have you no know, different rules in the back end. The kids understand it. You know? One thing is for the coach to understand, but it's a whole different thing when he can convey that message to the kids. The kids understand what's going on. No, absolutely. I think that's the the, the key to, to about anything. I, it, coaching is pretty much teaching. <laughs> it's just you're not teaching math or science or reading. You're teaching football. And uh, you know, yeah, kudos to, to all the coaches. You know, make sure the the coach the, the kids. Uh, understand exactly what they're supposed to be doing, and, and we're playing some pretty good ball right now. Going to add into that during that Charlotte game, had a nice kickoff return. Uh, you know, one the, our first, you know, the one that Dan, and Danny Carter called it on the on the broadcast said, "I'm feeling a kick return," and, and boom, there it was. Just a nice little center return, I think, and it, I think it was Ramsey Cole who returned it. Ramsey is, is very explosive, man. And, and the thing about it, it was mostly all Ramsey. You know, he got ready to run behind the wall and. Two or three guys came free, and we was like, why he not behind the wall? And he made, you know, two cups, and he, he's out in the open. And with his speed, once he gets in the open, it, it's a touchdown every time. Yeah, and, I mean, and to me, that adds, you know, a lot of momentum to a game. It really changes the way you get excited when, when those, you know, whether it be a kick return, punt return, or pump block, you know, field goal block, those types of things when momentum can really shift. Now, granted, hey, listen, we, we scored on the first drive. We had a punt. I mean, you know, we, we didn't need the, a huge momentum shift in the game. But it does do so much for the momentum of the game, whether it be offense going back out or defense going back out. I just like the fact the kids make the plays when the plays present themselves. You know, if it's a chance to run back a kick, run it back, regardless of the you know, situation in the game. And Ranzen has that type of ability. You know, he's probably, one of, probably our most explosive guy on our offense, him and Keyshawn probably. 
Well, listen, uh, obviously it was a great victory, and uh, we're going to 3-0 and on the year after that victory. When we come back, uh, we will talk Braden River, who will be playing this week at Braden River. So stay tuned. Do not go anywhere. You're listening to In the Eye of the Hurricane. Coastline Contractors serving Anna Maria, Longboat, Bradenton, and Sarasota are the official construction sponsors of Manatee Hurricane Football. Owner Jack Schneider and his wife Courtney are both MHS grads and proudly call Bradenton their home. Jack's team can handle your building project, whether it's new construction, remodeling, or commercial construction. They specialize in custom builds, attention to detail, and high-end finishes, making the building process personal. Find out more on their website, CoastlineContractorsLLC.com. That's CoastlineContractorsLLC.com. Hey, Hurricane fans, wouldn't a loaded Godson's Pizza sound good right about now? Godson's Pizza House owner Philip Schultes is a Manatee alum who is also a player and coach and now a proud sponsor of Manatee Hurricane football. He invites you to stop in for dinner before heading out to Hawkins Stadium. Godson's is a family-owned business with a rich tradition. It's the finest quality pizza and pasta with the finest service. 1720 Cortez Road, West in Bradenton. Online at godsonspizzahouse.com. Call for carryout at 941-348-2008 and go Canes! Welcome back to In the Eye of the Hurricane, presented by Godson's Pizza House and Coastline Contractors. I'm Chad Choate, your host, and I'm joined uh, again by head coach Jacquez Green. Coach, we talked a about Charlotte last week, big victory. Let's move forward to look at this week, uh, another away game, which is uh, really beat some, some ward war, road warriors uh, after after some of these games here uh, with with being on the, on the road, but Pretty big game for us here. Brain River Pirates, another in-county foe uh, that we've kind of split some games with here recently. They come off uh, a big opponent last week. They're one of their big rivals, the Lakewood Ranch Mustangs. I think they're about a, a mile and a half apart there. They came off a big victory, 33-14 against the, the Mustangs. The week before that, or excuse me, maybe two weeks before that, they beat Palmetto in overtime, 27-20. So they're 2-0 in the in the county. Really puts us in a place where we win here, you know, to to in the driver's seat for that county. You always want to make sure you're winning around the around your neighborhoods, around your backyard. Tell me what you guys have seen so far with Brain River uh, as a team and offensively and def- defensively. It's, it's important uh, to beat the teams in your county. That's what the kids put us on our team goal for this year. Uh, Brandon Rivers is a team that revolves around the ring game. Offensively, they, they play a lot of 12 personnel, a lot of unbalanced formations, and they try to, just try to pound the football. They run inside with a big back, X-Nate uh, Trayvon Tenders, about 215, 220, and they just run the ball. They run the ball just about 90% of the time, and so we're going to have to step up in the paint this weekend, play field against the run, and, and make those guys play left-handed. Make them have to drop back and throw the football. Well, you bring up a good point. You know, it's it's uh... – you know, let's talk first about the rivalry part of it. When you play a game like this, and we've got several. You've got, you know, for us, this is a big one. You've got Palmetto is another one, you know, typically Southeast, typically Venice. When you've got these big rivalry games like this where, where, where guys are are looking forward to this and they know the other kids on the other team from Pee Wee Ball and that sort of thing and, you know, living close to each other, hanging out, how do you, how do you as a coach – 
make sure that, listen, we're still focusing on what we've got to do, and that's our job, that's our assignment, and let's go win the game, and, and not so much about the emotion. I mean, sometimes emotion can take over a little bit too much. Yeah, that's, that's something that I have to preach to kids, you know, make sure they don't get into you know, petty disputes and petty battles on the field, and think about their teammates, and think about what's the big job at hand. And our job at hand this weekend is to play a physical football game, play a disciplined football game, and, you know, hit everything that moves that's not in the Manti High School jersey. So talk a little bit about the, the Brain River uh, offense. Like you say, uh, Pender, I think, is, is the, I think he won actually the athlete of the week um, on, you know, the paper deal. But he is a big physical running back. Probably, I'm going to say the biggest and most physical running back we've seen to date. They've always got a good uh, offensive line size, size-wise. So for us, really, it's going to be important. How do, how do we, what are we looking at this week to really stop the run? One of the most important things that you feel like we've got to do these one or two, three things to stop the run. Well, first of all, we have to be able to line up correctly. You know, they, they run a lot of unbalanced sets with two tight ends and four by Starts two. Starts with the lineups, two right? Two by four, double wing. So we've got to line up right and, and make sure we can sit, you know, make sure we line up correctly and make sure we understand who is the actual center in the formation and not who is the center that has the football. Yeah. Football. And once we line up correctly, I think they'll take care of most of it. I think we're physical enough to play against these guys. I think we, uh, we're big enough up front, and, and we should get even better up front with the fact that Ann and um, Tyreek should play this week. So, uh, first of all, we've got to stop the run. We've got to stop the run. We've got to line up, and, and we've got to uh, you know, make those guys put them in a lot of second and long and you know, stop them on first down because they're they going to run the football. They, 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 they're a heavy run team. they got a big back. The offensive line comes off the football. They're pretty good. You know? But the thing about it, they don't have that they've had in the years past. They, they've been, they used to be a lot better on the outside. So we think we've got some things we can take advantage of as far as um, types of coverages we can play that can help us in the run game. Well, it, I think I think watching some film, I, I believe you're correct. I don't think they've got some of the athletes they've had on the perimeter before, you know, in years past. And I don't think they've got a quarterback. They've always seemed to have some kind of quarterback that's, that can get the ball out um, or maybe even to make some plays with his feet. You know, they really haven't thrown the ball much. I think they've only thrown the ball about 20 times. 20 some odd times, and they've run about you know 60, 70 percent of the time. So you know that tells me that that we they know what they're good at, and they know what they're doing. Um, and and if we can stop the run and force the pass, I think we'll be in a pretty good situation uh, when it when it comes to the, the the game plan. Let me ask you something about you know when players come back from in you know from just being dinged and that sort of thing, um, and, and we don't have to get into what what they were out for, but when you get guys back. Uh, from a coaching standpoint, is it, hey, trainer said we're ready to roll, let's roll? Or is it a, hey, I, you know, listen, it's a long season. This isn't a district game, um, you know, and, and we've done we've done well without without you. Let's get you in for 20 snaps and, and, and not over, you know, go, go overboard first game back. We'll try to ease those guys back in you know, as much as we can. Uh, we'll continue to let the guys who've been starting continue to start, those guys who've been practicing the most out there. So we'll try to ease those guys back in and, and, and work them in you know, more and more plays as, they, as the season goes along. But this weekend, we just want to you know, play 20, 25 snaps and see how they are. Because I know the conditioning that will be up to par, you know, like most of the guys on the, on the defense. So uh, it's just good to have those guys back. You know, those guys being in the locker room, those guys being in the huddle with those guys just give us another dimension as a team. I think when you play a team like Braid River that does a lot of different formations, you said it, you know, lining up correctly is key. Uh, and, and I'm sure that's obviously something that, that we've been going over in practice every day here so far. But it, it does put a strain on the defense because instead of instead of really, you know, 
gearing towards two or three major you know formations if you've got you know all these different formations you may be run the same play out of all of them but it's but from a defensive standpoint it's tough because you've got to make sure you're lined up and your gaps are right and your assignments are right and that's and that and that's what they do they, they are inside zone predominantly inside zone team and, but they they line up so many formations run the play that if you don't fit it right this guy come up out of there and he's a big back so you know one guy might not be able to get him on the ground at times so uh, hopefully we line up correctly our guys got our gaps and, and we get them in a lot of third second and third and longs uh, going to Brayton Rivers' defense, nothing really special. They you know, run like 4-2-5, 4-4, four, 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 cover three uh, most of the time. Nothing really special. But I think they do have a pretty special play, and I, and I, and I, don't, I don't remember his name off the top of my head. He also plays a little bit of tight end. But he had about probably double-digit double, double, double digits, uh, tackles. Um, gosh, what, uh, not number one. Uh, number one. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I think they've got some good athletes there on the defense side of the ball. Um, and, and so, but nothing really pertaining to, to their alignments and that sort of thing, or I don't think they're really blitz heavy or anything like that. So for us on offense, it's just do what we've been doing. Yeah. They just line up and play, you know, sound football. They, they have four, two front, uh, they try to play with two eight pitch players outside. They, uh, cover three, probably hundred, ninety percent of the time. So, um, you know where they're going to be at. So now it's just a matter of us, you know, doing our assignments, being physical and coming off the football. Uh, you, you, I don't want to give, I don't want you to give me an answer to this. Uh, we'll find out tomorrow at 7:30. But I know last week was was Andrew's first start. He usually been coming in after, uh, you know, uh, Johnny would start a couple series and and they'd go back and forth. And so Andrew was his first start last week. What was was it just to say, hey, look, let's see how you do when you're the first guy in. Um, and and go or was it something you guys had planned on you know beforehand? Well, just to give him a chance to start. You know, Johnny had a chance to start. I think the first three games. Yeah. So uh, we want to give Andrew a chance to start, and we'll keep you know, doing that that way. We'll give each, each one of them a chance to start, and I think both of them do have to do a good job, and both of them bring something um, to the table that the other one doesn't bring. So hopefully both of them continue to play well, and, and when we combine their stats at the end of the game, we keep having a high completion percentage. Right. <laughs> hey, no, it, it's tough. Uh, you know, they both got got things that, you know, Johnny does stuff well that, that Andrew doesn't and vice versa. And it's just, you almost, I mean, I guess I, you don't want to wish anybody bad play, but you almost wish like somebody, you know, have a, have, have a game where you can say, man, that's it. But they, but they don't. They, we do have high, high percentage plays with them, really no turnovers. You know, you've had some weird turnovers, you know, tip balls and things like that that wasn't really on the, the quarterback. But again, I don't. I don't think this is something that's a. It's a big negative because, from a defensive side, or being a coach on defensive side, you, you got to prepare for two different quarterbacks, and that's tough throughout the week to have that time to do that. Yeah, you know, long, long as they're doing a good job, they're with the team to go with both of them. You know, they both, like you said earlier, they both bring another, a different dimension to the game. Uh, both of them good athletes. Both of them control the football, and both of them really understand what we're trying to do offensively. And it doesn't seem to me like it's a team problem. Right. It doesn't seem to me like there's like there's kids and, and, and other players clamoring for one or the other, which is to me really goes back to. And we talked about this several weeks ago. Uh, the team, this team is truly uh, a well uh, knitted team. And I think that goes back to some of the stuff we did in the summertime going away to the camps and things like that. Uh, it, it's it's really typically you start hearing a little bit. You know, oh, well, this person play this person, but but it's really not like that. It, which is 
a testament to, I think, the team that we've got here in the environment. Yeah, the kids and our team, they, they really enjoy each other, which is the first thing. The like, kids have to like each other. They have a good ball team. They have a good football team. So they really enjoy each other. They really don't get into, um, you know, who's going to be the quarterback. You know, the kids now, they don't want them to get the football. They don't really care who the quarterback is, as long as they get a chance to test the football. So um, as long as the kids respect my decision about who's going to be the quarterback, we'll be fine as a football team. So obviously, you know, uh, let me. I heard through the grapevine, and this is just kind of me being funny, but I heard through the grapevine the RB sandwiches were not a hit on the bus ride home. So maybe we won't do those on the next road trip. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm kidding. We, we won't need anything this, this week because we're so close. But uh, when you talk about the road trip, so even last week and now we got into one this week, uh, we, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. So I like being away to get away from you, get the bus and get out of the distractions of being here and they could walk out and go their car, you know, get them out of there and get them away. But, you know, really when you, when you got something like this, this close to home, it's really nothing changing. I, I how do you feel last week? I know we're going to jump back to Charlotte, but how did you feel at the team? I thought we responded really well with, with the travel aspect because it was a long one, hopefully the longest one we got to take for the year. Um, but, but, you know, how do you feel like the, the players, do they like the home? Do they like the away what, what, what do you feel? Uh, it, it kind of brings them together even more when we travel away. You know, you try to see them on the bus around the guys. They don't, they don't hang around as much. They learn to love and like all their teammates. And, um, uh, we, we, coach, we, we do a good job with the schedules. When we go get there, we go get on the field and what have you. So we don't give guys a lot of downtime. But they travel well so far this year, and, and hopefully we continue to travel well this Friday night. Well, Coach, I want to thank you for joining me as always here. Everybody out there. Uh, in Hurricane Land, remember, Friday night, we are at Braden River, 7 p.m. start uh, to the game, not 7.30, 7 p.m., and it's also uh, online tickets only uh, at gofan.co, that's gofan.co, and then type in either Manti High School or Braden River High School, and I'll bring you up to it. Uh, so as always, want to thank you for listening. Tune in next week as we recap the game against Braden River, and as we look forward to uh, returning back home, I believe, to Port Charlotte Pirates. So two Pirates in a row. So hopefully we sink the ships twice. But as always, go Canes, go. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.